Hi everyone, welcome to Art Pit. Um, my name is Katie, this is Holly, and we are two art students from the Prairies. So we're kind of here just to discuss things that we don't really get to discuss about, kind of question um, a lot of things for our personal lives, and most importantly, talk about Indigenous art and art practices. Hello, I'm Holly. I'm the second half of this podcast. Um, and before we start and start briefing about the purpose of the podcast, I wanted to give a quick land acknowledgement. We want to take time to acknowledge the territories of the Neheyeok, the Anishinaabek, the Dakota, Lakota, and Nakota people, as well as the home uh, we're on the homeland of the Métis. I think it's important to share the names of Indigenous nations that lived here before settlers came and discovered already occupied land. We need to actively support the nations mentioned and support one another, as we are also on Treaty 4 land. So to move into our podcast and kind of giving you an idea of what to expect in the next few episodes is we wanted um, to create a space where after our class lectures, we would have a place to gather um, and talk about the things that happen during class or um, some of the content. Um, all of the content, I think, is often <laughs> Um, really heavy because we're looking at colonialism um, and how Indigenous artists are responding and reacting to um, colonial past and presence that they experience. And so we want to have this place as a space that we can say questions just out loud as they come out rather than feeling uncomfortable because one person or you don't want to be embarrassed by what you know or what you don't know so this podcast is a way to support the learning by asking broad questions um, between each other i am an indigenous person i am metis um and katie is a white individual from somewhere in england <laughs> um, probably i think i'm scottish <laughs> doesn't matter yeah um and so we're two different people with different backgrounds. Um, I am a studio major in painting with an art history, indigenous art history minor. And Katie? Yeah, I'm a, I'm an art history major. Well, I'm a museum studies major, but doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> um, do you know much about indigenous art, Holly? I suppose you do. Yeah. I would say I know a fair amount, but at the same time, it feels like you're never, you never know enough in order to be like, like, I don't know, you just never know enough to understand it or to, like, actively talk or engage. Because um, there's always just pressure of being, like, I want to be the most appropriate. I want to be the most respectful. So um, my knowledge, I have quite a bit of it. But obviously, still have questions of my own. Yeah. Um, in contrast, I don't know much about Indigenous art. I kind of Started more so learning about it uh, this year and just kind of through um, classes, I suppose. But I would like to know more, which is why I'm so excited to be here talking with you. <laughs> yeah. So to just jump right into some content and background between Katie and myself, I wanted I wanted to ask you, Katie, um, what what do you think of when you think of Indigenous art, or where like what's your your background in it in a more in-depth way i mean like 
I think the first thing I think of is kind of very traditional um, Indigenous art. Um, what's that to you? What's what's traditional Indigenous art? To me, it's kind of like like when I went to the Science Center as a kid, and there's that uh, mural in there. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? I forget his name. I think it's like mm-hmm. Bill something. I have no idea. The only Bill I know is Buffalo Bill, and he's <laughs> a grand figure to be. No, there's like, um, like in the indigenous part of the science center, there's this mural on the wall. I remember looking at it as a kid, and it's kind of. Are you sure, are you sure you're thinking of the science center? I'm not thinking, thinking of the science center. You're right. I'm thinking of the, um, museum. Museum. Yeah, I forgot what's history. Yes, it's the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm thinking of the museum, but there is that um, little section in there that he just has this mural on the wall, and it's kind of like geometrical, and that's kind of the first thing to come to mind is geometrical patterns. Um, that's Bob Boyer. I don't know if you yes. I did that yeah bob boyer not bill bob <laughs> um so again as you can tell i don't know much yeah that's kind of what i think of um that is what i would have like the only thing i would have thought of now i kind of think about the first other thing that comes to mind is christy belcor right because i really love her art and i think she's amazing you know mm-hmm. i've just been doing a lot of research on her recently so I think it's kind of a recent thing where she just pops into mind whenever I think of indigenous art. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, what you were saying gave a lot of like really easy like things to talk about. Um, just even like in my question of asking, like, what is traditional? What is like, what is traditional indigenous art? Because that's going to be a part of our discussion in the next episode of what does traditional even mean? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like thinking about that um, and what you remember, like immediately your memories go to, you know, a natural history museum. Right? I think it's natural history and people or whatever like that. But you go to display, like, I don't know. For me as an indigenous person, when I think of indigenous art, like I think that my understandings, you know, look straight towards like, oh, a family member's like, gloves that are beaded or something like that or um I guess I knew of indigenous art probably I probably actually started caring about indigenous art when I was in high school and I was trying like I did the AP art um which you did as well but um just thinking about like like what what does it mean for me to make art am I making art to look traditional am I making art and then am I an indigenous artist or you know like what do all these terms mean? Labels is like an important part of our discussion because labels, especially with technology, is how how we track and find things. So um, I was just going on to say like the history of Indigenous art is also like known as the history of Indian art, the history of Native art, the history of, you know, Métis art, Inuit art, Eskimo art, like all those terms and things like that, like we're going to be talking about coming up question that might be a bit too soon to ask in terms of our series of podcasts but um do you think the label of indigenous art or indigenous artist like if someone is making art who is indigenous that is making art that is not 
relative or like looks like indigenous art do you think they would want that label of indigenous art on there does that make any sense yeah no it makes sense it's just it is a very like complex question um like obviously people want different things but i i don't know if like i feel like the label is a good thing but also do people want to be labeled if their art does not pertain specifically to that i think it's it's yeah it is difficult i think that right now in my opinion and how i would see myself entering that world and in canada specifically like i would i would love to still be known first of all as, as an indigenous that i create that i'm an indigenous artist creating art but it has to be like it's no matter what i do like i my work i guess is reflecting like colonial histories and colonial effects on my personal family while being like an urban like city living person who hasn't grown up with traditional um teachings in terms of like art practices and art making i will elaborate this further when we look at the politics of language in labeling like i was saying yeah no that answers it basically yeah i just that question has always been like eating at me so i just always want to ask you about it but i want to wait until the podcast so because it's like I don't know, we, in in class, we're talking about, like, things that are, like, okay, we get an hour and 20 minutes, you know, sometimes an hour and 30 minutes to, like, talk about such an extreme subject or topic that you just kind of get, like, flashed with, where it's, like, it's it's so interesting and it's so sad to hear some things or the way that, yeah, because, like, colonial, inst- sorry, I'm going off, but, like, colonial institutions in themselves are such a strong and, and large like body in the art world that it's like all of these labels and all of these identities and all of these like desires and stuff like that of an artist makes it so complicated so that when we're in class everything always goes back to colonialism (laughs) like it's always something you have to have a turning point of like like first of all an indigenous artist making something it's like what are they talking about why is that important to them? It's like, oh, it's important to them because it's like co- a colonial like structure in every single form of their life. And like, even especially thinking about like the the time that we're in now, like it wasn't that long ago that indigenous people, you know, like I, I would say it's like in the last five to seven years or like indigenous people are being recognized as artists, contemporary artists, and that indigenous belongings that are in museums are also being seen for art um but it, that, all that stuff's just starting and we'll talk more about the museum aspect as well of kind of how in my story like my first thing with indigenous art was in a museum as well as the collecting of indigenous objects so coming up in our podcast um holly i think we're doing an episode that you're taking a lead on next right yeah i'm going to be giving a history of indigenous art um, and politics of language. So just kind of giving you guys, whoever's listening, our viewers, our Hi, Sherry. <laughs> Hi, Sherry. Hi, <laughs> classmates. Hi, classmates, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so in, in episode two, the history of indigenous art, which is what I'll be talking about, I want, I think that it's important to talk about some of the, like, some of the histories. I'm going to focus on specifically Canada, or at least, like, North America, to be able to dive into, like, a little bit of a case study of a space that I think is doing well, 
um, while also like adding questions and engaging that way. And then with episode three is going to be our museums discussion that Katie's leading. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about it. I love thinking about museums and I love uh, critiques of museums. I think it's very important to um, kind of explore you know, especially in terms of Indigenous art and Indigenous art history, like how do you kind of show that while still being respectful and not holding people's like things that shouldn't be in museums? Like, I know it's in really weird terms, but yeah, in like I was working in a museum for two years and like as like in school studying museum stuff, but also like in practice. Um, like trying to switch even my own language, like again to the politics of language, is um, like their cultural belongings. Uh, like indigenous people often have their belongings that that are in museums, and they see them as living beings or living, living ob- like living things. So it's like yeah. even that saying like indigenous object is like, well, what is that? Is that a a piece to study? Is that a piece of art? Is that like, you know, like whose spirit is attached to that and why are they in a dark <laughs> right. humid room <laughs> and it feels weird like saying things or objects because they're not just things or objects like you said like um indigenous people see them as living things and i was gonna reference this one video we actually talked about in class i don't know if actually if we talked about it i think we did but it's a girl or a woman i suppose and she's kind of taking on the role of these belongings um and so she's dancing in like a storage closet of a museum um and it kind of makes it clear how these things just belongings don't like belong back there because you can't really see them and there's just no room for them not in a weird sense but in sense of like they deserve to be seen and to be where they belong versus in a dark stuffy storage room yeah exactly even like to like bring back like the like totem pole discussion that we had like at the very beginning of our class is like totem poles have like they have a cycle of life just as people do like they're supposed to go back into the ground they're supposed to like they have this actual process yet that whole like it over in i don't know where it was in sweden or something this pole was taken and like they had to do like a swap or they had to make a replica and then I had to like be sent over and transferred and they had to fight so hard to get their original pole back just to have it like I don't know under these certain rules of like quality that you need to maintain in order to even have your objects back but it's like they were never the museums or institutions belonging like to begin with to have this criteria it's like no those are my you know great grandma's I don't know, serving spoon or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. not the museums to be like, mm, yeah, how no. intelligent, you know? Like, that's so <laughs> yeah, and we also saw it in just like the museum you used to work at. How um, just this Saturday they had like a goodbye ceremony for um, a cultural belonging that was not theirs. Yeah, a little repatriation ceremony. Yeah. And then for our last episode, we're going to be talking about um, current Indigenous art practices, kind of people either reclaiming uh, traditional Indigenous art practices or stepping away from it. So did you kind of want to 
talk about what you'll be talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll talk what I'm going to be talking about. Okay, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it's super cool. Like, as yeah, as we go on, you'll understand the ties and the connections to language and why this is important to end with. But it's like, yeah, so people, indigenous artists that I'm planning to focus on is looking at like traditional practices. So at the beginning, it's like, what does even traditional mean? So I'm thinking of like um, ways that our grand, or yeah, ways that indigenous generations of people have created art, um, whether it be like, thinking pre-contact, post-contact, like all of that stuff. So we are thinking of contemporary, but it's looking at, like let's say like carving for people on the West Coast or beading, like how people are re- are using that in contemporary times and creating new things. So being inventive, um, even like I'm hoping to find, I ha- I heard this one time, like maybe a few years ago, but I don't remember the artist's name, but they were an individual who was creating art intentionally to make sure that it wasn't preservable um so that it would decay and like you know like become nothing by the end of the show so just looking at how people are taking back practices that their ancestors would have known um and that they would have been taught down the line and seeing what they're doing with it now in 2020 or in probably 2014 and up or something (laughs) yeah what is contemporary what is the term what is the definition of contemporary how many years (laughs) Um, and then in the same podcast, I'm or in the same episode, I'm going to be kind of talking about um, Indigenous artists breaking those practices and kind of stepping away from that, which I think will also um, bring into the terminology we kind of talked about earlier about labeling and politics of language would also come into that. So I think it'll be a good ending episode. Yeah, hopefully like a nice little like bank of of ways that whoever's listening can maybe go solve the questions that we like have have brought up like generally just being like what is this why is this <laughs> you know like that if an artist when we talk about their practice like attracts you to them that you can go do that search for yourself further yeah maybe come up with more questions too yeah because i think like one of the most important things and why this podcast podcast goal is to be like more of a general discussion and more of like a question posing thing and like obviously with some some teaching in it but not lecturing but but because like we have such like complex and diverse lives that it's like for me uh for example as an indigenous person as somebody who's pursuing like an indigenous like art identity and growing up around that it's like well for me like this stuff can be super relational that I don't have to do this extra like discovery because I just know it it's almost like internal like knowledge (laughs) but but then whoever listens to this or whoever you know like even for yourself Katie like you have a completely different life than me um and you have different relationships and different places that you're going to exist than I'm going to exist whether it's in the present or the future that I hope that these questions like will make whoever's listening including myself pause and be like how does this affect my life or like this I guess first of all this does affect my life the treatment and labeling and identification of art and specifically indigenous art should affect everybody because we need to work towards um 
reconciliation. I watched a TED talk recently. Ooh. <laughs> talking about reconciliation and conciliation. And it was like, reconciliation means there had to be a good relationship at the beginning. And, you know, <laughs> not sick burn. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, so it's like conciliation. But obviously, some indigenous and settler people had, you know, relationship of some sort. That's why, you know, Métis people exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but no, but actually, like, just thinking about that, and it's like, how can we put that and reflect that in our workplaces or our homes and our personal lives? So that's why these questions are coming at like a maybe more philosophical or like in the air questions. Um, uh, well, I'm excited that like we don't like we don't have all the answers, but I'm excited to be in a place where we don't have to answer everything. Like we can just kind of talk about it. Yeah, and like this is a place I think just to like say the things that you feel uncomfortable saying in class yeah. in the sense of like <laughs> putting your hand and being like I don't actually know what let's say decolonization means. Like that it is 100% okay. I mean, yeah, like to not know terms or definitions or what like for example, I had to google what urban indigeneity meant. Cause I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, I know what urban means. I know what indigenous means. Indigeneity, like the identity of it. Like, what did that? What does that mean then? And then those words together, blah blah blah. So, this is a place to just be like, I genuinely don't know. And then hopefully, if I know, I can answer. And if not, then we'll just leave it in the air. <laughs> we'll leave it in the air, and we'll do some research once we're done. Yeah, <laughs> which I think will be cool. I don't know. I'm really excited. Yeah. I think this is. Yeah, I feel like yeah. This is a good place to wrap up our first episode. Yeah, me too. I hope you enjoy listening to the rest of this. Tansy, everybody. Yeah, Sherry, classmates, hello and goodbye. See you guys soon, I guess. (laughs) Thanks for joining us in the art pit. In the art pit. Woohoo!